0: In the next few weeks, Greece will elect a new government. And according to the polls, the emerging Syriza party could actually form that government. Syriza are calling for an end to austerity measures, and their Marxist communist roots are causing quite a bit of concern in the wider Europe. But regardless of who wins this election, Greece today faces a number of substantial problems, among which is a huge and growing public debt. Today, I'm talking to Greek economist Dr. Yannis Kytromelidis about this current situation and also the Greek relationship within the European Monetary Union. My name's Craig Barfoot, and you're listening to Pod Academy. Yannis, thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to me today. It's a pleasure. Can I get you to start by commenting on the repeated narrative that high public spending and widespread tax evasion combined with the credit crunch, were the causes of Greece's problems? And
1: this narrative is uh, correct. There was widespread tax evasion and avoidance, but avoidance there is in most countries, but tax evasion was at the large scale in Greece. There was corruption, political corruption, uh, an overblown public sector. The politicians were creating uh, jobs in the public sector, employing their supporters, even in key positions.
0: And where are we now? I mean, what is the, the current economic situation in Greece as we speak at the moment?
1: The current economic situation, it's um, perhaps best way to describe it is to compare it with the economic situation in the United States um, in the 1930s. Since 2009, uh, the economy has lost 25% of its output. Uh, they are 25% poorer. Uh, there is, unemployment is uh, 25%. Youth unemployment is about 60%. And uh, the prospects are uh, of uh, growth are like the prospects of growth in the Eurozone, quite um, bleak, yet the debt, which was the original cause of the problem, is increasing. So after five years of sacrificing all this output, the prospects for growth are
0: quite bleak. When, uh, When we talk about austerity measures, specifically for Greece, what was implemented?
1: The austerity measures are those uh, measures which are uh, imposed in order to produce a balance in the annual budget. The reason why you owe money is because you're spending more than you're earning. So if you take the case of an individual, you want to avoid insolvency and you owe money. The only way that you can uh, get out of the threat of insolvency is to cut down your spending and to increase your income. You apply this to the government. What it means is that you have to cut government spending and you increase taxes so that you bring the two things in balance.
0: But that, uh, I mean, that sounds like quite a reasonable thing to do. Well, It's a process which many
1: economists believe that it is counterproductive, that if you're trying to repay your debts, you must not look at the solution in the same way as an individual family. It's what, as economists call, is the the fallacy of composition. What is true for the part is not always true for the whole. And this is something that has a history in economic thought, uh, going back to the 30s when the... Economist Keynes uh, argued on long similar lines about what needed to be done to, to deal with the 1930s uh, depression, both in the UK and the United States. That uh, if you are in a really bad situation economically, these, the solution is not to act in the same way as a family which finds itself in economic difficulties, which is to impose austerity but rather to do the opposite, which sounds rather paradoxical and counterintuitive. But some people say that uh, this is what needed to be done in the case of not only Greece, but also other indebted economies, that by trying to solve the problem of indebtedness through austerity, we are making the situation worse.
0: But Uh, who does Greece owe its debt to? uh,
1: At the moment, the Greek debt is held not by European banks, which is the original people who lend money to Greece, but by the international organization, the IMF, and the ECB, which means that it is basically Greece owes money to other members of the monetary union. If you ask them to cut 50%, which is what Syriza is asking, they're saying debt forgiveness of 50% of the debt, and the other 50 we will repay it as soon as um, Greece achieves the sustainable growth rate of 3 to 4%. They say that this was exactly the arrangement that was done in 1953 with regard to the German national debt. That's what the Allies agreed. gave Germany much greater time to repay its debt having forgiven for 50%. Is that a realistic prospect? Probably not.
0: Probably not that they would reject it.
1: But what I'm asking is, what is the alternative? What is the alternative? How is Greece going to repay this 320 billion euros that they owe, or 177% of GDP? How? How is it, even if um series that doesn't uh, get elected or if another coalition government comes in what is the prospect for greece repaying all that amount of money which is by common agreement by most economists, think that this is not sustainable how is it going to be repaid by achieving a growth rate which is ha- hasn't been achieved before and this is to be achieved in a climate of continued austerity
0: I was looking at the credentials of the Syriza party and their, their communist Marxist background. I mean, this must be making the standing order a little bit worried that they might actually get elected.
1: Well, there is because, but this is not necessarily a good thing because uh, they may want to make an example of, uh, of Greece as they did with Cyprus.
0: What do you Think mean by make, a, make an example?
1: By sort of uh, saying that, okay, we will kick out Greece, because if Syriza succeeds, then there is the other prospect of the Podemos party in Spain, which is, again, according to opinion polls, could win the elections, is the biggest party if there are elections tomorrow in Spain, and also in Italy. So if these forces... If Syriza succeeds, why not all the other anti-neoliberal economic establishment threats? If Syriza succeeds, it's a model for other kind of left-wing parties in Europe to to succeed as well.
0: Yeah, Brussels must be kind of concerned at the moment.
1: But it's not Brussels. It's not Brussels. These decisions... And this is the whole problem. Uh, When there was a crisis in the United States, there was a treasury, a Federal Reserve Board, and the president. They were all working in the same direction and making coherent decisions how to tackle a really serious problem which occurs once in a generation. In Europe, faced with a similar kind of problems, you have sort of 18 governments Meeting once a month, but also meeting in, when there is a crisis, where they spend all night uh, debating how, how to put out a fire in a system which there are no agreed rules how to manage a crisis. Uh, Greece, of course, is the perfect suspect, if you like, you know, because here it is, you know, they violated the rules of fiscal discipline, and this is the result. But Ireland and Spain and Portugal, which the problem did not start from the public sector, it came from the private sector. The private sector, responding to the same incentives that the monetary union created, which was basically the mispriced exchange rate risk, they started borrowing and spending, and then the banking system collapsed when the property prices collapsed. And who takes up the cost of these uh, failures? The government. So in Greece, possibly the public sector bankrupted the banking sector. In Ireland and Spain, it was the private sector who bankrupted the public sector because Ireland and Spain didn't have any problem of public indebtedness. They were quite okay. They followed the rules, but the rules did not anticipate all the other problems that a monetary union, which is created without stronger political integration will not work and it has never worked in history.
0: But focusing on Greece... um...
1: But Greece for me is an example of how not to approach the Eurozone crisis because by concentrating on the Greek problem, you keep on perpetuating this narrative which is that countries which do not follow fiscal discipline inevitably lead to economic collapse. No, countries which have been fiscally prudent, have ended up being in the same boat as Greece, which was not fiscally prudent, because of the design faults of the Monetary Union. And it is these design faults that need to be urgently reformed, and since 2009…
0: So then, sorry to interrupt, but uh, so then what is the choice for Greece?
1: The the choice is quite uh, depressing. Either we continue with austerity, continue with this situation which has not produced really any significant results in terms of growth for five years, and indeed no prospects for resolving the debt situation because the debt-to-GDP ratio, which was 120% in when the crisis began, is now nearly 180%, which means it's even bigger task. So we either continue with that or we face the prospect of an unknown Outcome of the Eurozone political leaders who might think that now it's, the situation is much different than in 2012. A lot of uh, firewalls have been built, a lot of protection for the rest of the Eurozone is in place, which uh, means that Greece now is perhaps expendable. And therefore, by voting. Syriza a party. you are indeed uh, voting for a prospect that you might be kicked out of the eurozone.
0: yes, it's it's going to be an interesting period. Uh, uh, finally, Yanis, could you uh, give us your take, I guess, on um, the way that you see the situation at the moment?
1: Well, You can, you know, this debate of what is the problem in Greece and what are the internal structural uh, reforms that need to be done, it's only part of the story. Because unless the whole of the European Union, uh, the whole of the Eurozone is reformed, the prospect of uh, one country on its own uh, getting out of this hole is not remotely likely.
0: Yannis, thank you so much for taking the time out to answer my questions today. Dr. Janis Kitramelidis is an associate member of the Cambridge Centre for Economic and Public Policy at the University of Cambridge. You've been listening to me, Craig Barfoots, and Pod Academy. Thanks for listening.